Welcome back, everybody, to True Democrats. It is Friday, February 26th, and there is nothing but action going on in the political in the political landscape. And, uh, I mean, the Democrats are trying to get a uh, relief bill passed. They're trying to satisfy two parts of their constituents, the progressives or the liberals and the so-called moderate Democrats, to... Uh, try to get a $1.9 trillion relief package. They're not going to get any support from the Republican Party, but that's no surprise. Um, but they're trying to compromise what is a raise in the minimum wage, which news is, of, as of today, that does not look good. The House of Representatives, led by Nancy Pelosi, is going to keep the minimum wage raise, the $15, in her package in the House of Representatives will vote on it, and this is to satisfy the liberal wing of the Democratic Party. But the lady in the Senate who, uh, I forgot her legal term or her t technical term, but she considers the rules of uh, the bills that are to be voted on, and the economic budget rule is the Democrats want to pass this as a part of the budget or a part of the budget for this year, which means that they do not have to get 60 votes from the Senate in order for it to go to a floor vote, which you have to do for mo pretty much all the other bills. If you go and want to put a budget up, an emergency budget in front of the Senate for a vote, all you need is the 50%, 51% ma majority to get it on the floor. And that's how we get a budget made without any log jams or without anybody holding things up. But what happens is the, the parliamentarian of the Senate who sets the rules about how you can vote and what should be in a bill and how many votes and basically sets the ground rules on how the Senate should proceed on a vote ruled that the raising the minimum wage should not be in this relief bill of the Democrats. So that won't be on the in the relief bill when the Senate votes for it. But that you can do, I mean, first, that you can do in a whole separate incident. And of course, the, it's going to be tough because you still got to get that 60 votes in order to get it on the floor to vote. And I don't think there's any support from the Republican Party to do it. But this is just another case and example of the Democrats holding a piece of legislation that they can use against Republicans in the midterm elections or in any kind of elections. And they could have done it uh, in the last elections, but they, I, don't hear, I didn't hear anybody talking about the Republicans holding Americans' wages down. But you can certainly do it in the midterm elections. It's necessary, this minimum wage increase. Now, if you think about it, I mean, it's unbelievable that the Democrats do not say this every single day from now until the midterms. But to raise the minimum wage to $15 is, is in itself an insult. Because if you take in account of infl inflation, you're talking about, compared to what it was in the 70s, the minimum wage should be up to $16 and more. But if you also take account, before 1980 and Reagan decimating the workers' salaries, the minimum wage rose along with production in this country. 
So not only did it raise rise with inflation, but it also raised based on production and what this country produces. And a lot of that had to do with uh, unions and unions raising rates the same way as uh, profits rose. The calculation, including the rate of production, the minimum wage today should be about $22. And the argument, I mean, it's unbelievable, the Republicans, how much they just try to keep. They're, they're so pro-corporate. They keep the wages of these working Americans suppressed, and yet they allow these corporations to buy each other up, which basically raises the cost of living. They, re, they charge higher for everything. And the Democrats have got to be able to attack, especially in the midterms. But the argument for the Republican Party is that it's bad for small businesses. That's always their argument. It's bad for small businesses like they're supposed to be the champions of small businesses. But listen, a pandemic doesn't help small businesses, and they let this pandemic in. The terrorist attacks didn't help small businesses, but they allowed these terrorists to attack. Three, excuse me, two economic meltdowns in the last 15-some years does not help small businesses. So I think the Republicans are not in a position to tell the American public what is good for small businesses. But also, let me tell you what is good for small businesses, and that is for people, average American workers, having more money. Because what happens when the majority of American populace has extra money? They spend it. And nothing could be sweeter in the ears of a small business owner than knowing that more people are going to spend money because what that means is that they're going to spend money in his business. So if you're talking about, listen, the Republicans have no idea how small businesses are run. None of these people ran any businesses. They're all lawyers. They're corporate lawyers. They've been uh, greased up by these corporations to try to keep wages down so corporations don't have to spend any money. But this is what just another issue that the Democrats can use in the midterm elections. Now, that's what's going on in the in the in the Democratic side of the uh, political scale. The Republican side. Oh, my God. They have no idea what's up, down, left or right. This Trump has got them so crazy Trump has got their base, and they, their base is narrowing and narrowing and narrowing. They're losing. They talk about small businesses. They're losing more and more of these business people because they know when you start breaking down the rules and the law, that's going to hurt businesses in the long run. And this guy Trump is just a scam artist, no respect for the, the judiciary branch of this country. He kept thinking that because he put these judges on the seats that they were going to throw away their education of the law and do anything that he wanted them to do, such as keep his uh, tax record secret. Again, why don't the Democrats keep coming up and saying this every time the uh, Supreme Court just, by the way, recently ruled that the New York DA can have access to Trump's tax records? And I didn't hear one peep from any Democratic elected official saying, "Okay, look at this. What was Trump trying to hide? How come he goes and says that there's a election fraud but doesn't come up with any evidence? He's a scam artist. And uh, the argument is, oh, well, we have to be above the fray. 
how come the Democrats cannot see the big picture, the big political picture, that the Republicans are turning into a conspiracy theorist party, but these white middle Americans in these conservative states believe this stuff because one of the problems is Fox propaganda keeps spewing it to them and they do not denounce these conspiracy theories. So you get these average, uh, decently educated white people out in the Midwest who think that Fox propaganda is the cool thing and what they have to watch. So they keep getting fed this nonsense without any kind of pushback by the Democratic Party. And that's what's needed to be done because the Democrats do have to go into these conservative states. Listen, there's so many problems. You have to tread lightly in the Senate because it's 50-50. It should not be 50-50. Part of the reason why it's 50-50 is because the Democrats do not challenge in these conservative states and they have to start planning money-wise, spending-wise, and strategy-wise how to get these seats in these conservative states. And it needs to be a priority. Why does it need to be a priority? Because the number one threat to this country has become the Republican Party. And it's actually been this way for probably this century, for 20 years. Because it was the Republican Party who was so... The members of their base, the members of their caucus, the people who they elect, are so privileged that they're not interested in the well-being of this country, they use that as a tagline to get what they want to satisfy their people, to satisfy their money people who give them campaign contributions, which are the corporations, uh, businesses, millionaires, billionaires, the wealthy. The Republicans are such on a one-track mind that they have forgotten that their duty is to protect this country. So when they get a report from the CIA that says that Osama bin Laden is going to attack this country and they do nothing. I think the quote from George W. Bush when he got the report from the CIA director at the time, it was, okay, you just covered your ass, you're okay. And then he went off and went on vacation. And what happened? We got attacked. The Republican Party is such filled with privileged individuals that they're more interested in the banks and the CEOs making money than protecting the average investor and the average worker in this country that we had an economic crisis meltdown because of the banks in 2008. And it was the Democrats who wrapped these banks in chains, put them in a cage. In other words, they regulated the banks to make sure that the 2008 meltdown wouldn't happen again. And guess what? When Trump became president and the Republicans took over the Senate and the House of Representatives, what did they do? What was one of the first things they did even before their tax cut? They took those regulations off. Now think about this and think about how inept the Democratic Party is. The thing that caused the economic collapse of the 2008 was the deregulation of banks. And it wasn't even they waited 50 years. Now, this all happened back in FDR, back in the 1930s, because the banks crashed and caused the Great Depression. So the Democrats and Franklin Delano Roosevelt 
put these restrictions on the banks back in the 30s. And it wasn't until 65, 60, more than 65 years later that the Republicans kind of sneak in and say, okay, let's take these regulations off. These laws are archaic. So they had that time frame for most Americans don't remembering the Great Depression so they can kind of hide and cover saying that these laws were archaic. And I remember when it happened and Bill Clinton, you know, uh, to much to his fault, signed that bill deregulating the banks, which caused a 2008 economic collapse. But I remember my stepfather at the time, who was in his 70s, and he remembered back in the Great Depression or in those times, and he said to me, "These, it's amazing that these people just forgot the reason why this law was on the books in the first place. And we paid the price. It was about 15 years later, 2008, collapsed again because of the deregulated banks. But the Republicans weren't even waiting for some for time to cover their tracks or to give them cover. They came back eight years later and started deregulating the banks again, making this country vulnerable to the banks, mishandling of our money and the risky bets these banks made with our money. And of course, the Democrats don't use that either as a weapon in this past uh, in this past election. But the point of the matter is, is that the Republicans are so the type of Republican and type of politician that runs in the Republican Party has no inkling, no consciousness about the well-being and the security and the growth of this country and that they are more focused on giving free rides and giving power to the millionaires, billionaires, and corporations to this country. And our country is on the decline because of it. And not only that, but basically the evidence is there, and the Democrats can use this. And I'm not quite sure, again, I mean, how come the Democrats are not good at the business that they're in? And that is A, politics, B, which means you have to market yourself, and that is beating the other guy in a political race. And the Republicans are making it easier and easier. They're giving them loads of ammunition, and the Democrats just do not use it. But, again, back to the point. The point is the Republicans are the number one threat to this country. And when they are in charge in the House, in the Senate, and in the White House, bad things happen to this country. Osama bin Laden attacks this country. The banks cause economic meltdown in this country thanks to the Republicans getting rid of the regulations. During W. George W. Bush's, we had two major blackouts on the East Coast, on the eastern, northern, east part of this country, from New York City to Ohio, and I believe as far down as uh, Florida. Then the Democrats come in, and, and make no mistake about it, Osa- uh, excuse me, President Barack Obama backed into the White House. His campaign was on hope. Excuse me. That is not a, that is not a campaign of doing an action. He did come up and he had a plan for his health care. That was major. But for the most part, again, the Democrats in the House and in the Senate squeaked in with this 
total collapse that we haven't seen since the Great Depression. They squeaked in to get to become in charge of the in, the federal government, and they cleaned up the Republicans' mess, but not without its battles and not without the Republicans trying to stop them and having some measure of success. And part of that success again is uh, President Obama's attempts at bipartisanship. Again, this is just total blindness to the political reality of what's going on, especially right after Mitch McConnell, who was then the minority leader, saying that his goal and the Republicans' goal was to make sure that Barack Obama became a one-term president. You can't have a bipartisanship with that kind of partner or opposition party and the mentality behind that opposition party. And sure enough, the Democrats are so inept at protecting their bills and protecting their accomplishments that they lose the House and the the Senate two years later. And what happens in 2016? Trump takes over the White House. The Republicans maintain the Senate and the House of Representatives. And we get hit with a pandemic. The Republicans are completely inept at stopping it, at containing it even though they had the rule book, the playbook written there for them, how to stop it, how to stop a pandemic, how to take care of it, handed down not only from President Obama, but from President George W. Bush, who started that manual because he was scared that a uh, pandemic would come attack this country. And then on on top of that, complete economic collapse of which this president, who was bankrupt four times, that no American bank would lend money to, had no idea how to bring back this economy. And for his four years, all he did was confiscate this Obama economy and claimed it as his own. But when the economy crashed, nothing. But again, every time the Republicans are in complete control of this country, this country collapses. This country is vulnerable. This President Trump, just totally scrapped every decent American who has the best interest in this country at heart in all his departments, got rid of them. We had the most corrupt, corrupt administration that this country's ever seen. And the Republicans, when they were in charge, failed to investigate, failed to stop the corruption. And they did everything they could to try to stop the Democrats from looking for this, uh, for the corruption, rooting the corruption out. And then, of course, we have January 6th, an insurrection based on lies that this, that there was rampant fraud in this election, started by Donald Trump. Now, the sake of this country and the foundation that this country is based on the election, on people voting, The fact that that has been threatened by Donald Trump and has been backed up by the Republican Party means that the Republican Party is a major threat to the future of this country and the future of all voters. And of course, when these senators and these representatives' lives were threatened by this mob that was able to penetrate the defenses of the Capitol and to get into the Capitol looking to kill, looking to hang, especially Vice President Pence, 
they were outraged, quote-unquote outraged. And, of course, the Senate, Mitch McConnell, when the Democratic-led House impeached President Trump once again and brought the impeachment over to the Senate, Mitch McConnell didn't want anything to do with it. And as one of the morning shows uh, stated, I loved it, he uh, took the uh, House uh, impeachment and uh, kicked it on down to the, oh, excuse me, he did nothing to the, about the impeachment. And as soon as the new senators and the new uh, class came in, the Democrats took over the Senate and had the Senate trial, of which other than seven Republicans who, a shining moment of courage, voted to convict Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell got on the Senate floor and basically condemned Donald Trump and said that he was the cause of the riots, that everything he did was the cause of the riots that happened, but he wouldn't vote to convict. And as one of the morning show uh, news shows programs said, it's basically Mitch McConnell kicked that can over to the attorney general's office and he didn't want to handle anything about it. And we see why. Now this base, which has been thinning, has been the business people are leaving because the Republicans are cutting down the rules and the laws that govern businesses. And every legitimate business person, businessman and woman, and running a business or small business or corporation needs these laws in, other, in order to make, make everybody honest and on the same page. But re, the Republicans and Trump are basically cutting that. So not only is the Republican Party dangerous for the United States, they allow terrorists to attack, they allow pandemics to get in, they don't know how to stop pandemics, they allow banks to crash and burn our economy, but they're also backing up an insurrection and they are also, to this day, as of today, you, we have, I don't know if the paper, something like 46, not 46, but a, a lot of state governments, legislations, are doing their best to try to suppress voters throughout this country, basically because of the great lie that, that this was a fraudulent election. Now, the only reason that they want to change the rules for the voting is so that the less people who vote Democrat don't have an opportunity to vote. This is a threat to this democracy. It's a threat to voting, to the voting rights of this country. But the Republicans know what they're doing. And they came down, they had the uh, conservative caucus or convention in Florida, actually this weekend, and that's Senator Hawley, who uh, kind of led the movement to um, not certify the vote at the Electoral College, got a standing ovation when he said that uh, this, uh, this was a fraud election. So we're headed down a very dangerous path, and the Republicans aren't even sly about it anymore. They're not even sneaky. They're coming right out and saying it. But the only way that they have strength in this, the only reason why they're not fearing anybody and not fearing losing their jobs is because they know that in these conservative states, they're going to win. And the reason why they win is because the Democrats are limp. They're inept at going into these conservative states 
and challenging these conservative and craziness that's going on there. And the reason why Republicans are picking up speed, the reason why Trump was able to say fake news and that uh, the fake news is out to get him and that everything that's reported as fact is fake news to these people is because there wasn't a Democratic candidate on the front lines, on the ground, challenging that notion. And that's what needs to happen. The Democrats and Joe Biden have got to start understanding that the Republican Party is the number one threat to this country, which includes Fox propaganda. You had several speakers on Fox propaganda spreading the lie that this is that this was a fraudulent vote and it's going to fester and the Democrats are going to lose in these places in the midterms. They have to know that. You have to attack now. And you have to find some way. They're going to say, oh, it's a freedom of speech. It's not freedom of speech. You yell out a fire in a crowded theater. That's not freedom of speech. When you tell people to go out and take their families out to dinner during the middle of a pandemic, which Fox propaganda did, that's not freedom of speech. And when you say that uh, when you back a fraudulent lie about this country having a fraudulent vote, that's not freedom of speech, too. They have to put these people in front of a committee, have them take an oath and say, OK, show us that this was a fraudulent vote. And you have to start stopping the spread of lies. You have to start slowing these Republicans down and you have to start planning on beating them at the polls every two years. This has got to be the Democrat. Our nation is at stake here. This has got to be the Democratic plan going into the next midterm elections and going into the next presidential election. And we will discuss this uh, again in some other posts because this is uh, firing me up. Folks, this is Adam Carr here at True Democrats. If you... Uh, feel like it, please leave a comment. Uh, please like at Shopify. You can find us True Democrats at Shopify. Um, go to the website, truedemocratsusa.com. Um, on Shopify, if you'd like to leave a little donation to uh, help this uh, podcast along, we would appreciate it. And until then, please stay safe, please stay healthy, and uh, God bless America. Godspeed.